Good morning. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day that you have made and we're able to rejoice and be glad in it. Send down your Holy Spirit that it may move about this place that we will be transformed and changed and never be the same. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Well, another Easter day has come and gone. The drug and grocery stores have marked down the Easter stuff to 40 and 60% off. The children and the grandchildren and other family members have returned home. The numbers on the bathroom scales have increased due to the consumption of chocolate bunnies, <laughs> Cadbury eggs, Peeps, jelly beans, and those Reese's peanut butter cups that are written in that beautiful light blue and chartreuse aluminum foil. For many of us, the little plastic grass used to line the Easter bastics are still being found throughout the house. The cat has choked on a piece of it. The ham and the boiled eggs have made sandwiches and omelets all week long. Yes, 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 these are the memories of Easter. However, Jesus is still with us. The reason for the season is still with us. It is comforting to know that Jesus resurrected from the dead and lives with us and guides us by the Holy Spirit. However, when times get difficult and the drama and traumas of life get overwhelming, it is easy to doubt God. We might think God has taken a vacation and is no longer working in our lives because history keeps repeating itself and it won't change. For hundreds of years, many African-Americans doubted that African-Americans would be more than slaves or servants in the White House or in government. Yet today, we have Barack Obama. We have had two African-American secretaries of state, two US Supreme Court justices. The world may have doubted, but God was still at work bringing about change. In the gospel reading, Thomas was MIA, missing in action, the day Jesus appeared to the disciples. And when Thomas joined the disciples later, he was told that Jesus had appeared to them. And in his disbelief, Thomas responded, and I can imagine he didn't say it very calmly. Unless I see the marks in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. The man wanted to feel the evidence. My sisters and brothers, we are very much like Thomas. We can't stand and judge him and say, I definitely would not have said that. 
we have to remember that we are reading the story. Thomas lived the story. And I'm sure the disciples' fear and doubt after witnessing Jesus' torture and crucifixion were overwhelming. They were overwhelmed. They were horrified. Who knows? Like the disciples, we would have locked ourselves up too in the room. I know I would have. Spiritual journeys are filled with moments of doubt. The disciples at first doubted Mary Magdalene's report that Jesus had risen. And Peter ran ahead of everyone else to see for himself. We get stuck in depression, fear, frustration, loneliness, depression, and disappointments. Regardless, Christ meets us at our point of need. He restores us in a way that only God can restore us. We may waver in our faith, but God remains faithful. Having faith does not mean we stop having painful emotions, but faith in God gives us the patience, the peace, and the comfort in knowing that God has everything under control, and things will work out even though we don't have the opportunity to put our finger in Christ's wounds. Because Thomas did not believe did not mean that Jesus had not risen from the dead. Christ had risen even though Thomas didn't see it. The power that resurrected Jesus continues to work in our lives and around us even though we might not immediately see the manifestation of God's work. Faith is trusting in God. It is trusting that God is still working on our behalf even though we cannot see what is occurring. And we can be at peace because when you've done and we have done everything we believe God has required of us, and even when we haven't, God works things out for our good and for God's glory. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't have to take any responsibility and work hard. Even if you have faith that God will get you into college, you still have to fill out the applications. If you want a dream job, you still have to update your resume and send them out over and over and over again. And if you have faith that God is going to help you lose weight, then you have to leave those Reese's peanut butter cups alone. What causes us to doubt God? Thomas and disciples were scared. We get afraid, and we also suffer physical ailments, exhaustion, burnout, depression, anxiety, stress, especially when we experience continual bad news after bad news. We have financial problems, unemployment, and then you know what happens when you surround yourself with negative people. You become negative. We can, however, 
combat our doubt through prayer, reading the scripture, meditating, and surrounding ourselves with people who have stronger faith and that can help us get over the hump. You know, Thomas announced to the other disciples that he did not believe. And it's okay, like Thomas, to say, yeah, I don't believe it. No one is a super Christian. And God has not required us to be perfect or to be or appear to be perfect. We all live in community and need support in the time of crises. Thomas was able to say to the group of people that he was having a crisis of faith and members of the body of Christ should be able to express our fears and our crises and faith to one another in hopes of receiving support and understanding and not criticism. Christ called us to be loving and compassionate. And compassion also means having compassion for ourselves when we doubt God. I don't know about you, but I admire the fact that Thomas said he did not believe because he was honest and he didn't stuff his feelings and thoughts, but he desired to believe. We all have doubts at times that the economy would not get better. We doubt that gang violence and racism and oppressions and injustices and poverty will not stop. We all have criteria to measure whether situations have gotten better or worse. Nevertheless, God is at work in these situations. God's way may not meet our expectations, but God is real and is making some kind of difference even when we doubt and even though we can't see it right now. A week, a week after Thomas expressed his doubt, Jesus appeared and fulfilled Thomas's request. After Thomas put his finger in Jesus' wounds, the Bible says Thomas believed. Sometimes God gives us proof that he is still in our lives, and sometimes God leaves us doubting. Most times God does not appear in dramatic ways. God does not come the way that we want as soon as we want and as neatly as we want. Sometimes we are looking to the right when God is working to the left. And what we want to happen can't compare to the greater things that God has in store for us. Unfortunately, many people have walked away from God because God did not give them the kind of proof that they were looking for. And it's not because God, it's not about God proving to us that he is God. Occasionally, we need to learn how to relinquish our demand for a particular kind of proof and just learn how to trust God. Or maybe we need to look for less obvious signs of God's presence, like in an encouraging word or an act of kindness.
even though we might not see God working in our life. Living a resurrected life means that when you feel like you can't take another step and the road is hard to travel, Jesus will give you the strength to keep pressing on in times of doubt. The resurrection means when the world says, no, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, God says, yes, you are good enough because I created you in my image. And when our backs are against the wall and life has thrown us a punch that has knocked the wind out of us, we are reminded that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And when we face the impossible, we can say with Christ, all things are possible. My sisters and brothers, in the midst of crises and despair, we can say, as the Apostle Paul said, that nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor death, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So my sisters and brothers, on this second day, second week of Easter, let us rejoice in our hearts, for it's because of Christ that we can make it another day. We may not see what we want to prove, that Christ is with us, but we can be assured that he has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. So my sisters and brothers, let us continue to sing hallelujah, hallelujah, for Christ saved us from our sin. Let us shout with a shout of triumph and thanksgiving for God's goodness and love shown towards us in Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, thanks be to God. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Amen.